0: guys it's mark here from etf tracker this is exchange traded fridays and it's episode number 17 so this is for the week ending the 12th of november 2021 if you are listening in thanks for joining us if you're watching thanks for watching along it's been a bit of a wild ride as we head into the end of the year and there's a lot more on uh talk about bitcoin and crypto type etfs and we also gave a market update so We'll take a look at that in uh, what's going on in the app. So, I'm going to change my screens here so we can see. There we go. And let's take a look at what is happening in this week's issue. So, we'll zoom in there. So, for those of you that are, are not familiar, basically what happens is for Exchange Traded Fridays, we write up a newsletter each week with what's gone on in the ETF markets globally and also locally over the last week. And so what we can see here is some of the news that has come out. And we also have a link to a whole heap of articles. So you can either read, you can watch, or you can listen into this if you are on Spotify or on the podcast app on our website, etftracker.com.au. And so what is happening in uh, in this week? So first of all, we had the market update that was out with Osby's. We'll take a look at that. We also had a blog that we did for the Australian Shareholders Association, and that is a follow-up blog to the video that we did with Rachel Waterhouse, the CEO over at the Australian Shareholders Association. And then in the Ausbiz episode, we took a look at what happened in the market data for the month of October. So thanks to the ASX for pushing that out. And we took a bit of a deep dive into DIGA, CRIP, and FTEC, the three new blockchain and crypto ETFs. And so the other part was that we also saw Van Eck list the Bitcoin ETF, and then in the education sector uh, section, we feature a site that I've seen around the traps a lot online, whether it's Facebook or Reddit or other groups. It's called Passive Investing Australia, and even though it's passive investing and it's kind of wide in terms of what it covers, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of great insights into ETF, so worth a look. And then finally, we wrapped up season one of Exchange Traded Fridays. Uh, sorry, season one of ETF Tracker's interviews with experts. So Exchange Trader Fridays will still keep going, um, but the interviews with experts, we did the final one, episode number 12 with Damon Gosin from Van X. So we'll take a look at that one too. So yeah, that is uh, you know a short summary of what's going on in um, the news this week. We'll go to some of the articles now. So this first one, let's take a look. This is from the asa so this is the second blog that they've got they've got a new blog section if you go to media and the asa blog we are the second one that is there so it's a great honor to be able to um, help them out so they had one on creating an investment plan that was by the ceo rachel and then we got to follow up so thank you very much rachel and april for allowing us to to be able to do that to talk about etfs now this is related to the uh, video that we recorded where we looked under the hood at holdings how you can use that to your advantage and comparing things like what do the property funds look like? You might be buying a few different property funds, but not realizing that they're all quite similar, for example, or what uh, ETFs have Facebook or other stocks in them. You can do that. And we've got tools that allow you to do that. The tools are free. All of this stuff on ETF Tracker, whether you're listening, watching, reading, um, accessing the app, it's all for free because we want retail investors to yeah, just get better quality um, bits of insight that they can get out of all of this from the data uh, perspective. And we do a lot of data work and the consulting work that I do and my business partners do. So uh, luckily that funds my lifestyle so that I can do this stuff on the side. So that's great. And then we took a look at the monthly trends with the ASX and ChiX data coming out each month. You can do things like piece together that data to look at, for example, ACDC and we can see what is going on under the hood there. And seeing what's trending up, what's trending down across a variety of metrics to really get to know what is going on with that ETF, and then how to get to ETF tracking. You can watch the video here as well. So thanks for that, ASA. Yeah, the next one, Livewire Markets, and this one is from Glenn Freeman over there, editor at Livewire Markets, and he's talking about fully fledged crypto ETFs just months away as krip and Deager test local waters. So if you're not signed up to Livewire Markets, we uh, suggest that you do check that out. Um, we had an interview and we've had an article out with Alex Selby over there, looking at income and looking at other types of ETFs as well. So great resources that James and the crew have put together. And in this one, Glenn Freeman is talking about uh, Crip and Diga, so um, the gold miners uh, ETF, so global digital miners, so digital miners all about the the picks and shovels Crip is very similar they've got similar holdings we take a look at that a little bit later as well so in this one they take a look under the hood at what is in there and what Crip, Crip is tracking the bitwise crypto innovators index and then Diga is itself um, looking at a couple of different uh miners in that space so what are some of the names there and they also take a look here what is the criteria to make the diga etf and it's things like each security must have a market cap of at least 100 million 80 percent of 80 percent of the business's revenue must be generated from digital currency mining or infrastructure etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's worth having a look at if you want to look and understand what is going on with these new crypto type and blockchain etfs now if you are after blockchain as well there's f from etf securities and that's not in here but It is another one that made um news as it was released and then this other one that also relates to bitcoin etf is from investopedia looking at uh, australia's uh its approval of the long-awaited spot bitcoin etf which the us doesn't even have and we mentioned that in ausbiz that it's interesting because the us usually uh is what australia follows but in this case the us has bitcoin futures which tracks quite closely to to Bitcoin, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Um, But Australia will actually have spot Bitcoin ETF and ASIC releasing their best practice guidelines around that. So if you're familiar with Investopedia, they've got an article about that. And then this one from the AFS, um, it's from the Australian Financial Review, millennial self-managed super sign ups surge. And so this is not quite um, you know directly related to etf until you realize what it is that uh, is being put into those smsfs and it's a lot of etfs broad market etfs specifically so vts ivv and ndq there's a couple of stats in here so for example millennials make up 10 percent of smsfs on the network um, that aussiex see so aussiex used to be part of comsec and now they've moved out And they have, I think it's 63,000, close to 63,000 SMSFs. And 10% of those are millennial investors. So that is quite interesting there. And Gen Z had a surge in growth over the most recent period from November 19, uh, November 2019, I mean, up until March 2021, it grew by 250%. So I don't know what the numbers are there, but that is significant growth. Even if it is small, it's still significant um, considering that There's a lot more news and and, um, ways to get into trading. Stake, for example, is uh, enabling SMSFs, superheroes launching their own superannuation product. And that's why they've got that name. They pivoted to trading apps uh, during the pandemic. So yeah, it's quite interesting seeing that people are looking to take care of their money for their future. So it's a great system we've got here in Australia. If you didn't know, superannuation is the fourth largest pool of uh pension fund or superannuation money Australia has the fourth largest in the world which is pretty amazing considering our island nation far away from what's going on in Europe the US and Asia but yet we're the fourth largest it's pretty good pat ourselves on the back for that one short one here from Van Eck they have their bitcoin ETF registration so if you are interested usually with ETFs they will launch a registration page where you can register your interest so you can keep an eye on what is going on when that etf is going to launch and how you can get access to it so if you are interested in signing up then definitely check out this link here for the bitcoin etf registration from van Eck. now we know that beta shares uh cosmos um who have diga out there and monochrome asset management we had jeff uh, from monochrome on the show recently talking about our Bitcoin type ETFs and he used to be the CEO of Binance Australia so he's got a strong pedigree but so do the others. There's um, all the other ETF issuers and kudos to whoever will get there first and we hope to see that soon but if you are interested in registering your, registering your interest here with this Bitcoin ETF from Van Eck, which is not launched yet but when it does launch then you want to be on that registration page so sign up there that just uh, came out on my linkedin so i saw that one so I thought we'd add it to the list finally for the local news we'll take a look at etf securities their weekly report for the week ending the 5th of november so this is last week comes out on tuesday each week so when this comes out we add it to the newsletter there but you can see it earlier you don't have to wait until friday so it's the 12th now but last week what happened they're saying that u.s equities ticked consistently higher last week, reaching more fresh highs. And we saw as well that there was a lot of good earnings news out there. Oil decline and resources came off again. ETFs secu- uh, Semiconductor ETF Semi was the best performer for the week, up 9.6%, while iShares Core S&P Small Cap ETF was up 7.9%. And the worst performers were uh, Clean CLNE from Vanek, which was down 2.8%. Now, importantly, that news of down 2.8% last month for the whole month, it was up nearly 12% when we take into account total monthly returns as reported by the ASX. So even though it had dipped there, it had a good month in October. I don't know off the top of my head how it did in September, but a lot of ETS were down in September. So yeah, it's worth just considering, you know, how things look, not just on a small time scale, but uh, more overall. Okay, so that's it. We will look at the global articles now. And the first one we are going to look at is uh, from Bloomberg. And this is from Grayscale ETF plans take shape with future of finance filing. So this is interesting because Grayscale is often talked about for their GBTC, their Bitcoin trust um, uh, fund. And basically, they were talking about converting that into a spot. Bitcoin fund because it does track Bitcoin. It holds Bitcoin. And in the article here, you can see that GBTC held 3.4% of the world's Bitcoin supply, but they're still waiting on SEC approval to actually get that. But in the meantime, they're growing their bucket list of, uh, or sorry, they're, well they're growing their, their bucket really of ETFs. It's not just going to be the Bitcoin one, but there's this one called the future of finance. And you can read this if you've got access to a Bloomberg subscription. So as we wait for this article to open up, there we go. And so there's some more details here and they talk about here. So since their founding in 2013, they have worked to create a suite of secure familiar investment products that provide investors with access to the digital economy. And so GFOF is their future of finance ETF. And hopefully we get to see that soon. And so Bloomberg has an ETF section. You can check that out. We often will do that. To see what's going on in the news okay the next one is from yahoo finance and this one is five etfs sizzling to start november so in this article they go through spy IVV, voo vti and XLF. now these are highlighted as five funds that dominated the top us equity creation list last week and can continue to be invested darlings given the recent rallies and upbeat corporate earnings in the us and if you don't already follow yahoo finance they've got a great set of data for free that you can take a look at advertisements as well you can see they're probably what i've been looking at which is chairs office chairs i need to replace this one so um, you know that's that's the thing with these free sites you do get the advertising there but anyway they talk about these uh five etfs in a bit more detail so the spy how it topped asset flow creation last week gathering 3.7 billion in capital It tracks the S&P 500 index. And for the history buffs out there, it's one of the first ETFs that were created back in 1993. It's probably one of the biggest ones as well. So it holds 506 stocks um, with Infotech, consumer discretionary, healthcare, financials, and communication services being the top five. And it goes through the other ETFs here. So these are common um, kind of broad market ETFs like this. VOO, which is the S and P 500 one from Vanguard, or this financial sector select uh, financial sector select ETF from SPDR, so Spider State Street um, ETF, and so see, some of these are the common ones that are out there, but uh, worth looking at for this summer, according to Yahoo Finance. And finally, um, Financial Times. So they. Are talking about a physical carbon credit ETF wins praise despite some misgivings. And so with the launch of a carbon credit ETF, there have been some some to praise it, but others that worry the unintended consequences here. And it's the first ETF to invest directly and exclusively in EU allowances, otherwise known as EUAs. And these are also pollution permits, but the unintended consequences could be that it forces energy prices to rise. And that's not good news for uh, basically anyone that has to, you know, buy um, energy or use energy, which is everyone, right? So it's uh, highlighting this need to think holistically about uh, how these kinds of ETFs can be priced and how they can be created. And so worth a look at here from the Financial Times okay so now we're gonna to get to the videos and the first one we're going to look at is the ETF tracker show and we had this on Wednesday it was the interviews with experts with Damon Goson from Van Eck and it's all about innovation with Van Eck and so they've got the Bitcoin ETF that uh, we just saw some details on and then there's also the uh, I think it's the private equity GP Eq I think it was so that is a private equity ETF that they're Launching. So, if you wanted to get access to that, you can do it through LICs, but now being able to get that through an ETF. And uh, so, there's been announcements uh, about that. I don't think it has launched yet, but it will or something like that, or maybe it has launched. So, I have to take a look at that, but keep an eye out for GPEQ. So, let's take a look at the video here. This is on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, not just, you, you do with everything, with everything, but I like would like especially, especially to look under the hood, just not just read what's on the tin, but actually, actually look under, under the hood. The hood. but the word ethical, socially responsible, or ESG or sustainable is added to to the name of the fund. Um, So really, do your digging and understand what's actually um, sitting under the hood? We 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 would always say, go with an ethical provider, that's it's actually got a global footprint, got scale. So there's a lot of chapters here, and with each of these videos, we do describe what it is that's in those chapters. So it starts with Damon's uh, origin story, a bit more about the types of clients that are attracted uh, to Van Eck. And we talked about ESPO there. He gave us a bit of homework as well, which is a first for the guests on uh, the Interviews with Experts series. And then we looked at portfolio construction, the growth of ETFs in Australia, and a little bit more about the Van Eck framework. But if you're interested in Van Eck ETFs, this is definitely one worth a look at here. Okay, so that's on our, our page, on our YouTube page, and you can listen to it on Spotify too. Okie So this one here is from the compound and friends. It's called the relentless bid and came out on the 6th of November. It's definitely one of the best podcasts that are out there. But this one was important because they had a special guest with one of the best ETF analysts that I think is in the market with Eric Valchunas. In this episode, they go through various things, including commission free trading, direct indexing, which isn't here in Australia just yet, Bitcoin ETFs and more. So let's take a look at that one. So here's the, uh, the intro, cool little intro. Definitely something that inspired me when I created mine. Let's just fast forward a little bit. I do very well. And we were talking before the last time I saw you. So that's Josh Brown there, CEO of Ritholds Wealth Management. Michael Batnick next to him. Uh, Michael's just before two-factor authentication. And then there's their guest uh eric baltunas from bloomberg so all right now uh we'll, we'll give you some time uh, I, didn't, I didn't do the required reading for this segment um but no, it, it would be the, the two maps being shareholders and the investors so those are usually uh, uh, there's a tension between their two desires shareholders want money and the investors arguably want more return and so those are usually two different parties At they are at every asset manager there, they're the same and so once he got locked into that he really became so just click like on that one because i forgot to but yeah you can see eric's uh there they've got a lot of great experience over there at bloomberg they talk about other etf podcasters and people to listen to and read on twitter etc and yeah it's the people that they name in this episode are people that i've been following for. At least the last uh, couple of months to a year and yeah it is amazing following them for their insights their charts and what they share so make sure you do check out this episode of the compound it's not often they might have a little bit on etfs but this whole episode was pretty much just etfs so it was an amazing one so we thank them for that and then back to let's take a look at the ausbiz video so the first one up here which only just came out today was from uh, Monochrome Asset Management on the Bitcoin ETF race. And we saw this on LinkedIn, actually. So we're linking to that. So hopefully you do have LinkedIn. And if you don't sign up and um, I don't know how it goes watching this, if you don't have LinkedIn, but anyway, um, good, you know, social kind of connection there for uh, workers if you don't have it. But we're checking out for this one. So we'll go to it. And we'll take a look at what is in this video here. So we'll just put up the sound. You. Like volatile asset class, such Bitcoin and traditional asset class, are things in the volatile, and volatility can be managed, and that's what we've seen with our investors um, at the Monochrome Bitcoin Fund, and also. Most- so worth looking at there if you're interested in uh, Monochrome and what they're about to launch for a Bitcoin fund. They've also got great insights on their research page, so make sure you check that out too. Now, Ozbiz again, uh, on the, tw- uh, the 10th of November, and this is one with Kanish Chug from ETF Securities. It's an easy way to spread the risks of investing in the crypto space. Here's a blockchain bonus for your portfolio. Is there a rivalry forming between crypto and gold when it comes to the best inflation hedge? Now, Kanish is saying that no, there is, and looking at the data flows that he has access to, he answers why that is. So it's worth checking this one out. The next one is from yours truly over here at ETF Tracker and so we got to talk to Andrew Goffigan over there at Ausbears looking at the market update but also looking at under the hood for the three latest blockchain and crypto ETFs and one of them is not as much like the other with FTEC but at least with uh, Crip and DIGA they are quite close so it just depends on what you want you know there's no bad ETF out there I often see on uh, you know various kind of posts uh what's a good etf well it depends and everything is it depends but it really is the case because it depends on what is in your portfolio what it what are the things that you're after um definitely not financial advice but you, you've got to consider what is the best fit for you as an individual and whether you go to get that financial advice yourself with an advisor or you just read about things and make an informed decision yourself there's a lot of great insights and data out there. So we're just trying to share that. So we'll have a quick look at this video here from Ozbiz. So make sure you sign up to Ozbiz to view all this. We'll just turn it up. Mark, good to catch up with you again, just to get a reader of where we're going Uh at the moment. We had more net inflows this month at $2.4 billion. We did see so we do the market update here. Markets now, this is taking into account... October numbers for the ASX, but we don't have September n- numbers yet for ChiX, but that should add a little bit. So we should get the ChiX numbers we'll a little bit later. ESG listings, whether they're active or passive. Total fund growth grew to 127 billion, and then later in the episode we start looking under Not the hood. Similar as the others, and that makes sense. It's got blockchain, but also mo- you know it's got some. Uh, uh fintech type plays in there so there's a bit of zero in there there's interactive brokers and some trading platform type things morning stars even a company that's in there but the ones that are very similar are diga diga and Crib. so worth a look at if you're interested in what's happened in the markets over the last month but if you wanted to look under the hood so we've got data that we get from the different etf providers to see what is going on under the hood what are they holding what are the assets there and uh yeah that is all available in uh, ETF tracker, but we do a quick, you know, kind of video on this with the guys at Ausbiz. So this is, you know, great to be able to give that market update. Further Ausbiz video. So let's take a look at uh, can the crypto ETF launch hype sustain itself? It's a very good question, and they talk to Cameron Gleason from BetaShares, and he argues yes with their crypto ETF that they launched. Per the show notes, launching is one thing, momentum is another, and keeping the momentum. Up is its own kettle of fish so it can beta shares and its new crypto innovators ETF do all three and so worth a look at there if you want to understand more about Crip and why they think it will continue to grow and then finally Ausbiz this one is interesting it is from a James Whelan over at VFS Crip talking about the metaverse and if we've heard all about it you know it's not Facebook anymore it's meta and um all about you know why they are making that change and what is the metaverse and how is it going to change uh, potentially change lives change the way we do business and more we're seeing a lot of stuff on crypto and DeFi, and more things being done on the blockchain certainly we're seeing uh, a lot more of these interesting moves into the metaverse as well so check out that video too now we are at the podcast section and the first one here is from cnbc and the etf edge podcast this is talking about gold versus bitcoin ets and in this week's episode it's all about gold versus bitcoin and how the two are often equated as a hedge against the goings-on in the market but the difference being is uh, volatility and utility so additionally they get into holding gold on its own as a collectible and the pathway that gold had to go through to become an acceptable etf back in 2004 so not too long ago i know some people probably listening to this either um really young back in 2004 and good on you if you were i was already uh working by that stage um but basically the path that bitcoin type etfs are going through now isn't too dissimilar from what gold had to go through back in the day and uh, i feel old now saying back in the day but yeah back in 2004 gold was not well accepted as an ETF. And it's the same thing that we're seeing now with blockchain and crypto type ETFs just going through their process of becoming more mainstream. And so we'll see how that one goes. It's 31 minutes there. CNBC's ETF Edge. Check that out. Okie dokie. So we've got here the ETF working lunch. So it's a new podcast that we've been listening to getting the story right. And this is the 8th of November per the show notes. Every ETF comes with a story, but how do you best tell it to the marketplace? And in this one, they Talk to a VP of Media Relations and Business Development at Macmillan Communications. She shares this is Julia Stoll. She shares her experience as a communicator on how to deliver the right message to the right people, and so that's twenty minutes there. And then the ETF trackers interview with experts. Uh, we basically have the same interview that you saw above with uh, Damon Gosling from Van Eck, but as a podcast, so you can listen to that one. And now this is another one from a morning star we had shiny and mark uh on the on the show where we mentioned their investing compass podcast and in this one they break down what is going on with bitcoin etfs and so they explore the bitcoin etf phenomenon it's been all over the news but before diving in uh they say that it's always important to do your homework and we are right there with them luckily there's great podcasts like this to listen to so make sure that if you've got 22 minutes to spare have a listen to what Morningstar's uh, Investing pod, investing Compass has to say. And now we're at the Tweet of the Week. And uh, a little bit of um, self-promotion here, as we like to do every now and then, all the time, at ETO Tracker. This one is from us. And so if you don't already follow us on Twitter, please do so. We've started doing a lot more there. We do a lot on uh, Instagram, a little bit on TikTok, and we're starting to do a bit more on Twitter as well. Um, but... As soon as the market data comes out, we are able to start releasing these um, insights. And so this is a tweet. I'll actually go to it so you can see what is there. Uh, whoops, I've given the wrong link to that one. But in any case, what it is, is that basically there will be an update on what's happened in the market. So you can see here it's the $127 billion, um, from the ASX, but it includes TriX data from September and HGen from ETF Securities and Dan Eck. Uh, CLNE. They were the ETFs that led the way in terms of performance. We also break down a few other things and we show the dashboard from ETF tracker as well. And so this dashboard here is a snapshot for October and this updates whenever we update the data for a new month. Okay. And it's kind of twice in the month that we do the update because there is once when the ASX data comes out a few days later, it's the chiX data that comes out that gives us the full rounded picture of what's happened in the ETF market. So that is worth a look there. And now we get to the chart of the week. And this is from the Bloomberg article that we just cited on Grayscale. And it shows GBTC's trust price, which trades at a discount to the Bitcoin that it holds. Now that's accessible in the article that we link here. We can take a look at the chart here. So the chart at the top is in black and in a kind of pinkish red, They've got two time series going all the way back to 2017, 2016. And it's the grayscale Bitcoin trust price and the grayscale Bitcoin trust net asset value, the NAV, and how close the price of the trust trades to the NAV. And it's showing that the price of the trust is trading at a discount currently to NAV. And also um, the premium to discount to NAV is also tracked below. So you can see usually it should be near zero if it's all in line. But for the most part, it has been trading uh, since 2016. Anyway, it's been trading above now, but now it is trading at a discount. So that always is something that people will look for to see whether or not there's an opportunity to get in there. But definitely do your homework on that one. And then we've got the further ETF education now whenever we are on uh, different, uh, I guess you could call it uh, groups, whether it's, uh, I've seen some on discord, I've seen some in private kind of chat channels on various uh, investing groups, and also Facebook and Reddit, all of those investing groups. I see this one come up a lot. It's Passive Investing Australia. It's often quoted uh, site amongst those various groups. It's got a lot of great content and it asks and answers so many different things. So if you're investor just getting started you probably have asked one of these common questions here so like what should i do if i have five thousand dollars to invest the market has never been this high should i wait to invest what's lump sum investing uh what are etfs LICs, index funds and managed funds what are some of the misconceptions and they explain that they talk about building a passive portfolio so there's a lot of great advice here and we'll just pick any any of these like uh, articles so i'll pick this one on equity funds for example And you can see here there's been a lot of uh, there's a lot of charts and data. There's a lot of effort that's been put into crafting all of this. And you can see, yeah, just all of these details here that is available for free at Passive Investing Australia. So make sure you check that out. Share it around if you find this valuable too. And we're always on the lookout for great investing resources. So feel free to share stuff with us as well. And that's it. The last part of this is that if you want to access the ETF Tracker app, you can do so here. If you're reading uh, this newsletter on the website, it's on the above menu. You can see the ETF Tracker forum as well. We've got um, other podcasts and videos on YouTube and Spotify, so you can check that out. Now, if you're interested in Ausbiz, you should make sure that you sign up. It is free. And if you do sign up, you can give us a follow. So if we click on the experts uh, page, um, each of us that have been on the the show a couple of times they give us a page, um, so make sure that you, when you watch a video, so let's just go back to the main channel, we'll pick um, any kind of random video here. So, here's for example, Afterpay shareholders. You can see that they have you heard of it already? So, there's Nadine talking about uh, Rivian, um, and Afterpay is in this episode here, and there's also a firm Tesla, Volkswagen. You can follow companies. Sometimes they list experts as well. There's also themes. So this is US equities or buy now, pay later. So they've made it a lot easier to track all of this stuff. And if you do, then you can check out your notifications here to see some more details about, you know, I flag certain things like ETFs. Those are the things I'm interested in and ESG and a couple of other things. It will come up in your um, kind of watch list here in your notifications. So make sure you check that out. Osbiz, I think it was a couple of months ago, they reached 50,000 subscribers. So there's a lot of people paying attention to this. So make sure that you are one of them if you want to keep up with what is going on in the news. That's it. That is it, guys. So we'll go back to, uh, yeah, basically finishing up this episode for the week ending the 12th of November. So we record this on Thursday nights after a long, hard day at work. You know, we still have the time. Um, The newsletter gets built up over time, so don't just write this all on Thursday. This would be a a big pain if I left it all, you know, and crammed it. But as soon as this episode is published, we'll be on the lookout for the new ETF articles and videos and podcasts and what is interesting in the markets. If you see something that is interesting, make sure that you share it with us, Um, whether it is on the Facebook group. So I help run a Facebook group called ETF Investing Australia. So make sure you check that out um chad and i run that one uh it's grown to nearly 2,000 members so yeah worth a look at there so keep an eye out you can post things there questions etc or you can uh, reach out to me at mark at etftracker.com.au um, please do like share and subscribe to these videos i need to do more of this kind of stuff on um, you know if you think about it uh what was it like this is episode 17 so 18 weeks ago i learned how to create all of these kinds of videos and, uh, you know, have had various things I've had to improve and learn and and whatnot over time. But I thank you if you followed along for the journey and we hope that you continue to do so. So, that's it. It's Friday now. I hope you have a great day ahead. Uh, Please, you know, whatever it is that you are doing, if it is ETF investing or anything else, make sure you do your homework. Please look under the hood and yeah, that's it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.